<laughs> Welcome to Bloom Living. I am your host, Thomas DeShooter, former rock musician turned financial strategist, sharing amazing ideas from amazing people looking to up the game of life whenever we can. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Thomas DeShooter, Bloom Living Podcast, Season 4, coming at you once again. And first of all, a huge thank you to all of our subscribers and regular listeners, and to anyone new to the show, we welcome you. Uh, I've, I'm blown away that we've grown to the place of uh, now 23 countries. Uh, just to list a few, you know, thank you to the folks in England and to Guatemala. I don't, I don't personally know anybody in Guatemala, so that, that just blows me away. Australia, New Zealand, Turkey, to name just a few. Of course, all across Canada and the United States, uh, we certainly welcome all of you and thank you for your support and your listening and uh, your ideas of what, what uh, you want to hear from the show. It's uh, super rewarding for not only myself, but uh, for Leslie, and quite frankly, my kids uh, get a kick out of it as well. Uh, we have a great guest coming up today, Phineas Knuthia, the author of Becoming the Best You, Nine Secrets for Stepping into Greatness, will be joining me a little bit later. And uh, he, let me back that up, not just he, what we do is we, we have guests that uh, have requested to come on to the show or that we've reached out to, and then we send them a link that says, here are the days that we record. Please schedule your, your own time uh, in, inside of those time slots. And so what I find interesting this morning is that Phineas is joining us today. And last week, uh, I started off the show by discussing the finding the better Thomas. <laughs> you may remember that if you were listening to last week's show. Yes, we want to find the better Thomas, or at least I do anyhow. And so I think it's great that the week following that conversation, uh, the person that booked himself in, and this is you know a month and a half ago, Phineas booked himself in to this day, is, is Phineas, who's the author of Becoming the Best Jew, Nine Secrets for Stepping into Greatness. So clearly... Uh, there are other people in the world that want that also want me to find the best Thomas. I'm thinking, uh, uh, maybe that's not true. However, uh, that's the way I choose to look at it today. It kind of it just makes me giggle when uh, things align in in that sort of way. Uh, what's new on our front is this past weekend uh, had the great privilege of watching one of my kids. Uh, perform in gymnastics and to have received a score of 9.875 on her floor routine and it's out of 10. And so, you know, the way judging in gymnastics works and believe me, there's lots I don't know is that you start off with 10 and then they deduct points as you, you know, go about your routine. So for her to have lost a total of 0.125, I guess it is, in points uh, from her score is mind-blowing to me that um, somebody could achieve that, let alone somebody that I know and I get to watch on a regular basis. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to, to be experiencing that along you know, with her and, and some of the stress that comes with that and... Uh, you know, some of the anxiety, the concerns, the how am I going to do today, all of that stuff I'm getting to witness in my own house with, with my kids. And it's, it's amazing 
And I can see how that stuff has shown up in my life as well. I just wasn't aware that I was going through those very, very experiences or I didn't have the capacity to understand them as I do now as an observer uh, that I can, I can see the journey. I can see what, what she's battling through. And then to be able to put that aside in the moment and find the better version of herself to perform at that level. And the other thing I was thinking about on this as well was uh, when it comes to the floor, that is truly the event she loves the most. And you can see it. She lights up. And, and so when we can bring that level of enjoyment and anticipation and love and excitement to when we're doing something, then the results will, will kind of follow. And it, it comes down to having that, that passion, that deep desire inside. And, uh, you know, the other thing I've noticed is, is uh, what she's able to do also is to see herself succeeding at it. And these are all principles that we've talked about on the show and that I've heard many of our guests talk about and, and in the circles of friends that I have, we've talked about these things. And it's amazing to me that uh, I'm witnessing my kids have that. And it's, I believe it's natural to have that. And somehow it gets beaten out of us. Uh, as I've been listening to the four agreements and the fifth agreement on love, uh, just the conditioning that we put ourselves through uh, or society puts us through. And then, you know, how much of that do we actually throw onto our kids as we raise them? So I'm very, I'm becoming very aware of all of that, that kind of stuff. Uh, recently was doing uh, some research on Myrtle Fillmore, who is one of the founders of Unity. And what I think is fascinating is uh, back in 1890, she was uh, doing uh, some courses and in her writings, I love that she wrote this, in sickness, realize that the condition the doctors are forcing upon you is merely their ignorant way of believing in the flesh. Now, I've heard that in modern day. I've heard that from uh, yogis. I've heard that in the new thought movement uh, around the world. Uh, and to have known that you know, Myrtle had stumbled onto this back in 1890 and written about it. Uh, and to hear that now just kind of blows me away that these are not new concepts. These are, you know, these have been around a while now. And how much do we have a say in our entire being? Like how much is our thoughts and the power of our word really directing our life? So I'll just leave that with you for this week. You can ponder that. I know that I will. And now I will take this opportunity to welcome to our show uh, our guest for today, Phineas Knuthia. He is an acclaimed international speaker, leader, transformational coach, change strategist, and author of the popular book, From Dreaming to Becoming, 10 Essential Steps for Living the life of your dreams. And he's most recent authored the book, Becoming the Best You, Nine Secrets for Stepping into Greatness. His compelling story truly embodies his message that anyone can make their dreams a reality. He was ra raised in extreme poverty in Kenya, Africa. He immigrated to America with only $200 and a vision of unlimited possibility. 
His success has led him to work with thousands of people in over 25 countries. Phineas is passionate to help people discover their purpose, maximize their potential, potential and actualize their dreams. He believes that there is greatness in each of us and we can all be more, go further and reach higher than we ever thought possible. Welcome to the show, Phineas. It's great to have you. Awesome. I'm glad to be with you, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, hey, we didn't spend a lot of time uh, chit-chatting off air. So I'm just curious, where are you right now? Like, where are you located right now? I'm in Houston right now. I'm in Houston, Texas. Oh, fantastic. So you're- Unpredictable weather. That's where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was uh, mentioning off the top of the show that uh, I'm blown away, you know, at just sometimes- uh, how things work in the world. And I was mentioning off the top of the show and, and, you know, just thanking our guests that we have, you know, we have listeners now in England, Guatemala, Australia, New Zealand, Turkey, of wow. course, across the U S across Canada. Uh, we've had listeners in Africa at various times, but I have family there. So I always think that that's just my family listening to the show. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and so with that in mind, with yes, the sir. conversation of, I have family, I was in Kenya a year ago. Uh-huh visiting and that's where you're from correct yes i was born and raised in kenya that's right so of course i'm curious how did you get over to america wow wow thomas do we have enough time for this okay let's try <laughs> <laughs> well uh first of all thank you so much for having me now i was born in kenya in africa i was born in a little village called in a town called nakuru and um Actually, I was born premature. I was 2.86 pounds, if you can believe that. And I grew up with uh, chronic bronchitis and asthma throughout my childhood. And uh, it was, uh, you know, in Africa, like most people see, there's the wealthy and there's also the poor. And so I was born to a poor family. We lived off of less than $2 a day and uh, just lived in abject poverty. And then at the age of 14, I actually got diagnosed with three major illness uh, that left me paralyzed on my left side. Uh, Basically, when the doctors were trying to do their treatment protocol, they didn't know what to do. So it impacted me. You know, the side effect was I was left with uh, unable to walk. And during that time, actually, that's when something happened. Uh, I had a moment where somebody gave me a message. It was a VHS message, a tape. And it was, uh, the title of it was Purpose by Design. Uh, That no matter where we come from, where we start, and how disadvantaged we are, we all have a purpose in life. And that really ignited a passion in the midst of what I was going through. Because as a, as a teenager, at the age of 14, I wasn't sure whether I was going to be able to walk again. And so the fear of not knowing when other kids are playing and what's happening, you're just in the home reflecting. And trauma does that to you. It makes people reflect. And so I reflected a lot of my life. And uh, during that moment, I really had an epiphany when I realized, like, I have an assignment. No matter how bad things look right now for me have an assignment. So that actually is what set me in motion to pursue my purpose. I started studying about uh, purpose. I I became, I immersed myself in this topic, knowing what is it I'm here for? What is the purpose for which I exist? And one thing led to another. And so I was looking forward to better myself uh, at uh, 
in 2001, I came to America in search for uh, education and a better life. And I immigrated here with $200 and one-way ticket. Uh, Thomas, that was my first time out of the village, first time on a plane, first time, I mean, everything. So the culture shock, everything was hitting me at once. And uh, that was actually 10 days before 9-11. And uh, how old were you? I was uh, 23. 23 when you did that, okay. Yes, yes. And, uh, and that was uh, 10 days before 9-11. So everything shifted. And so as you can imagine, you know, as a foreigner with everything changing and you don't know anybody, no family with $200, I quickly found myself out in the, you know, being homeless and, you know, trying to find places to live and really just picked myself up from that point, you know, and I've continued to grow and uh, I thank God for where I'm at. So that's how I got here. That's, that's amazing. And I, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't share this off the top of the story or the show. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I actually wanted to touch on today uh, in, in my preamble was that a lot of times I don't get the opportunity to read uh, our guests books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I'm a, uh, and it's just because I either don't have the book or I don't have the time. I'm, I'm right. in a, I'm in a, um, a master's uh, course right now for a master's in divinity. So between running wow. my business, my family and my education and the, all the reading I'm doing there, uh-huh. I'm, I'm swamped. So it, it's yeah. almost just enough for me to get this show done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I am, I'm blown away. So did you, you know, when you say you came out of the village, mm-hmm. your first time out of the village, did you speak English at this point? Because I know in Kenya, a lot of the people speak English. When I was there, that was my experience. Yes. And and actually, the school system, we use the British uh, school system. It's called 844. So you go to school. It's like eight years of primary, four of uh, secondary, or what they call high school here, and then uh, four of uh, college, you know. So, uh, yes, I, was, I, I went to school and I learned in English. So I did speak English. English, but it wasn't American English. It was the Queen's British English, you know. <laughs> Can I have some tea? <laughs> yeah, of course. As, as we do in Canada, right? I'm up in Canada and we speak, uh-huh. you know, we speak the Queen's English up here as well, and which yeah. is funny sometimes with the O-U-G-H spelling of, of words, right? That, that, right. The, like her. the honor I used to spell... And it was so amazing when you, when I submit my papers, like to my, uh, you know, lecturers, they'll be like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Americans can find me out pretty quickly that I'm actually not an American. I am, I, I am Canadian. I'm uh, telling you. Let's dive into your, uh, your first book. So uh, I don't know what year, uh, what is it from dreaming to becoming 10 essential steps for living the life of your the dream. Life. Yes. And clearly uh, just based on your story, you might have some insights into this. I'm thinking. Uh, yeah. When did this book come out? And then, and and maybe before before that, what even made you want to write a book? Absolutely. So one of the things, and thank you. That's a very good question because one of the things is, uh, I'll tell you what. When I told somebody I was going to write a book, you know what they told me? They told me wait until you're somebody before you can write a book. And the premise of that is that, oh, you're not, you're not an authority, you're not, you, you shouldn't be writing. And that's what dream killers are all about. They don't see the potential of who your message can inspire. And some of your audience right now listening are thinking they don't have what it takes, they're not ready, they're not prepared. 
uh, Bruce Springsteen once said that, you know, there comes a time when a man has to stop wishing for the person he wants to be and he starts becoming the person he's meant to be. And that's the thing. My passion was uh, having gone through the things I was going through. I remember when I was homeless, I, I was in Virginia, uh, Thomas, and uh, it was during winter and I would walk around with, uh, you know, shoes with that had holes in them. And so my feet, you know, developed, you know, I, I, I just, I, I got a problem with my feet. And I remember when a lecturer opened his house and allowed me to rent the basement and I was there and I was looking at my life. And sometimes people will tell you, pick yourself up with the bootstraps. That's, that's easier to say, but when you don't have the boots or you don't have the capacity to start from somewhere, you don't even know where to start from. And so I've always had this thing where I felt like I don't have, uh, I felt like I needed somebody from outside to come and help ignite my passion, get me going. I reach uncle that will come and push me and give me some resources. But I realized that person was not coming and that person was going to be me. And so what I purpose to do is I said, I remember when I was, I was on my, on my feet and I was, I, for two weeks, I would survive off of coffee and crackers. Cause I could, I don't, I didn't have any money. And, um, I remember telling myself, when I get through this, I want to help other people who are going through the same thing that have in, that have tremendous potential, but don't have the wherewith to know where to start, how to go about pursuing their dreams. So this book was literally birthed. It, it was a culmination. It was a combination of uh, several years of, of of going through a lot and going through trials and and challenges. And so while I was going, I started writing. I have found out that the best way to live my life is that in my downtime, I create things that will lift others up. So meaning when I'm going through a crisis, I'm not so much focused. And it's easy to say that, but it's very hard. Uh, so like when you're going through trauma, so like when I wrote Dreaming to Becoming, if I can be very transparent, I was in the middle of a major crisis. My, I had lost a job that I had for seven years working at a law firm. And uh, my mother-in-law was sick of uh, stage four cancer and she her kidneys were operating at almost 15%. So we had to be constantly in and out of hospital. I've lost my job. My daughter was due. She was born, uh, she was like two years old. So I'm going through a lot. And in the process, we actually lost our house. Uh, because of the medical expenses. I mean, when you go into dialysis and there's a lot of expenses and you have a lot of other things that you're taking care of, sooner or later you deplete your funds. And I was the irony of it, I was teaching about pursuing their dreams when mine were being shattered. And so I came to this point where I began to understand that you have to get to have a vision of where you're trying to go that is so strong until your circumstances catches on with where you're going. You have to first create a picture, a mental image of what your life would look like before it even manifests. A lot of people are waiting for things to happen. And in this season, you have to create it first and then gravitate towards it because that's the law of attraction. As you're moving towards this dream, as you're painting this picture, it comes to pass. So that's why it happened. It started by me going through a lot of different things. And I was like, look, I'm going through a lot, but I still have a dream. You know, people can discourage you, but they cannot kill your dream. The only person that can kill your dream is you. And so I chose not to allow my dreams to die. And I went after them and started pursuing them. And a lot has shifted since then, you know. That's amazing. When, when did the first book come out? What year? 
That was 2013. It was uh, 2013 is when I wrote my first book, uh, From Dreaming to Becoming, and wanted to really just walk with people. It's not a book. This book has really transformed a lot of people's lives. I've had so many testimonials. It's a a five-star rating book uh, on Amazon. But more than that, there is so many people. I'll give you an example. There's a lady in San Antonio. She's now uh, has a podcast. Her podcast is uh, uh, Overcoming Obstacles podcast. And she was uh, diagnosed with MLS and she couldn't walk. And so she read the book and it inspired, ignited a passion in her. She went back to radio. I had a, uh, somebody from Germany. I've never met them. They wrote me. They were going through a lot of depression and they were almost giving up on a life or, or, or committing suicide. And they got so inspired and went back to school because uh, their parents wanted them to be one thing, but they wanted to pursue arts. And, you know, and so they went back to school and now uh, they're, they're teaching art, you know. And so a lot of people, and it's opened so many doors. I've received a word from it just because I didn't write from my head. I wrote from my heart to inspire somebody who's going through something that really basically needs somebody to sit by them. Basically, I tell people, my book is as though... I was sitting with you. I'm not privileged to be with you, but I want to walk with you. So I don't write just thoughts that I got from somebody. Right. Okay, Phineas, I got to unpack this a little bit because that was, yes, that was a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. So I love, I love your comment, Dream Killers. Mm-hmm. And I've certainly, you know, this is the Bloom Living podcast. So it is yeah. about people yes. blooming, blooming and living their life to the yes. full potential. And yes. You know, I have mentioned on this show, we've had other guests on this show talking about who you surround yourself with. Yes. So if you've got dream killers that, are ha- that you're hanging out with, yeah. you, you, need to get, you need to move them along, right? You, like shuffle absolutely. them out the door, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And talking about dream killers, uh, you know, um, you can grow your life geometrically through experiences or mistakes, or you can grow it exponentially through relationships. It's in the book, Dreaming to Becoming, there's a principle. Principle number two is called the principle of associations. Uh, the people you associate with matters. There are people who will uh, build your dreams or choke your dreams. You just decide who you want to be around. And sometimes you need people that, I tell people, you have to find people who are already going or are where you're trying to go and follow them. It's what companies call benchmarking, you know, finding companies that are successful and really just because success leaves clues. And so when we follow these clues, we, it's evident that over time we'll get where we're trying to go. It might take longer, but we will get there. So we have to identify. And if you are surrounded by people who talk more about other people than they do their dreams, I think you need to change your circle. That's one of the things that I'm always wanting to be surrounded by people who are pursuing and talking about dreams and about greatness. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I also like what you said that uh, being of service, how being of service was actually allowed you to overcome your own situation. Yes. When you were in your darkest days. And that's, that's just beautiful because of course we talk about that on the show is, is being of service to others. And, and you know, a lot of the reason I do this show is, Mm -hmm. I get a lot out of it. Well, I yes. get a lot out of it for sure. Yes. And and I I want to be I want to make a difference in the world for others, right? I want to give people a, something to listen to and and have folks such as yourself that can come on here right. and say, "Hey, look, here's where I came from. Here's yeah. what I've done and you can yeah. do it too." 
Yes. And I want to applaud you for that because a lot of times uh, we get these platforms where we think the platforms and the favor on us is for us, but it's not. It's basically a tool for you to impact and transform the generation. Uh, you know, uh, no one has a right to come to this world and get out of it without allowing us the opportunity to experience what it is for that they existed for. And that's the thing, the mantra that I live by, that if you have an opportunity, you got to let the world know what it is that you're here for. What do you, uh, I was, you know, I was so saddened by the loss of, of Kobe Bryant. You know, we, we've, we've seen in the recent news how he, uh, you know, how sad it is that he passed away. But one thing I really appreciate about Kobe is that he lived his life fully. Like at 41, yes, he was about to go into his second chapter, but he, one of the things he continued to say is that he had no regrets. And you, it doesn't matter what area you're in or what field you're in, but if you serve your gift to the world, if you serve people, I think it's Zig Ziglar who said that you can get anywhere in life if you help other people get where they need to go. And that's the thing. It's always about others. If you are too, if you think about just yourself, you're too, you're overdressed. You're just thinking about yourself. You need to think about other people and how much impact you can make in others because that's what greatness is about. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I'm going to get a little heavy here, and, yeah. I, and I don't usually do this on the show. Let's however, do it. However, you know, I am really moved by your story mm -hmm. and, and your comment of picking up, you know, by your own bootstraps and making yeah. a decision yeah. from where you came from yeah. to, uh, to where you are today. Yes, and, sir. and here's what it is, is that I've, I've had this commentary from other people before mm -hmm. where, you know, I have this sense like anybody can live the life they want to live. Yeah. And somebody might say, yeah, but that's because, and I've had this actually said to me, Phineas, that's mm -hmm. because I am stuck with white privilege mm -hmm. because I was born in this country yeah. I'm a white male. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, I have unfair advantage over everybody else, mm -hmm. which, you know, some could argue that that's true. And, and yeah. I could say on one side, I can say, yes, I see yeah. that. And on yeah. the other side, I can say, yeah. And I've had some stuff in my life that yeah. has, that has shaken me to the core Yes, and has taken everything that I've found within myself to pull myself out of it, right? Yeah. To move forward, to be able to do this show today, to overcome addiction in yes. my life and be here yes. today has yes. taken something. Mm -hmm. And so you are an example of right. what those people would tell me is, yeah. is not possible. Right. Hey, it's Thomas here. Thanks so much for listening to the Bloom Living Podcast. We'll be right back with our guest after a word from our sponsors. Do you feel uneasy visiting a bank? Do you struggle to sit through a meeting with your financial advisor and leave having not fully understood what they were talking about? Are you blindly trusting that somebody else understands this better than you? Call Thomas the Shooter and the team at Bloom Strategies to create your financial future. Together, you will break down the game of money so that you win. Learn how to take control of your finances and make decisions based on your core values that put you in the driver's seat of your financial life. No more thinking that you don't get it. No more financial statements left unopened and no more feeling like you are stuck in a world of scarcity. Join the conversation on Facebook at Bloom Strategies or go to bloomstrategies.com today. That's B-L-O-O-M strategies.com. 
Hey, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Bloom Living Podcast. And now back to today's guest. Let's let's look at that because that's a very sensitive topic when you start talking about that. Of, of course. And that you, and that you brought it up. Uh, but uh, what I've realized is that uh, first is that uh, how you, can, you don't have any influence how you start because you didn't choose where you were born, the family you were born into, the country you were born into, and who you are as a person. And so I can't fault you for having, uh, or someone else for having an, uh, an advantage start, you know? Uh, neither can I, can, neither can it be my fault that, you know, you, you, you're lazy, you're, you're not this, you're not, you should pick yourself up and do all that. We can't do that because I don't choose where I start, but I choose how I finish. And now one of the things that I've realized is you, growth is intentional. It's not accidental. Uh, there are people who start, there's a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. A fixed mindset says, this is my condition. This is where I've been. This is how you always be. This is what life has offered me. And I got to accept it and live with it. That's a fixed mindset. That's a fixed mindset says there's no hope. It's a lottery mentality. Unless I win a lottery, nothing is going to change in my life. So I don't, this is how the start, the deck, uh, the deck is stuck against me, Right. But we need to get to this point where we challenge ourselves by adopting a growth mindset. A growth mindset says, yes, I didn't have a good start. Yes, I don't have what it takes, but I have potential inside of me. I have capacity inside of me. Every one of us is born with potential. Uh, the third, Newton's third law of motion says that an object at rest continues at rest until an external, equal and external force is applied to it. So meaning if I have potential, it will continue to stay at rest until I exert pressure on it, until I demand more of it, until I go after it. And that's what going after your dream is. There are a lot of people who started without, but now have gone after. That's a growth mentality. I'm going to go after it no matter what it takes. I will do whatever it takes. People are comfortable. They don't want change. Here's the thing. Sometimes we adopt a victim mentality because you want to stay in the condition you're in longer, because you want to justify why you are where you are. But somebody else can be given the same circumstances you have and really change their life and do something great with it. So it's not really what happens to us. It's how we respond to what happens to us, because life happens to all of us. Uh, so the reality is there are people who are blessed or advantaged to have a good start or a head start. And uh, that's the difference between equality and justice. Equality is not that we all have the same. Justice is, yes, you didn't start with, with, with enough, but how can we get you to a place where we give you an, an equal advantage? So that's justice. Equality is all about, oh, okay, well, we're all paying the same, but no, we can't, if it, let's say it's taxes, we can't all pay the same because of the fact that uh, the person who has more, more is expected of them, or the person who has less might think, oh, I shouldn't pull my weight, but I need to also pull my weight. It's proportionate. And so that's the difference. So what I say is, I think we need to adopt a different mindset, a mindset of, I, I, 
I am well able, I am capable, I can do this, not because of what I have, but because of who I am. And if you start with who you are, you always can change things. But if you start with what I don't have, you, you're bound to be defeated. And so I believe more, and that's why my purpose in life, I want to help people, one, discover their purpose, two, I want to help them maximize their potential, and three, actualize their dreams. Because there's a difference between just having a dream and going after your dream. And a lot of people, their dreams have remained latent in potential form, and they just need that ignition. But it starts with the mindset, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. And 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 thank you for for uh, just at, like going down that that rabbit hole with me because yeah. it, it <laughs> I just, you know, I've 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 had that sort of knocking at my at the back of my head. Yes. And finally you were presented with the opportunity for me to have that conversation with somebody who, who's come from where you've come from. Yes. And, and so, so the second part of that is, which I find really interesting, uh-huh. is uh, what was the show, that, the VHS tape that you watched? It was a message called Purpose by Design. Okay, so now yeah. here, here's what I find interesting. Yeah. Had you not seen that VHS? Yeah. Would you be where you are today? Well, I mean, we can't answer that. We can't, (laughs) but, but like, like, I sometimes go with the okay, it's really great for me to talk about how we can design our life. And, and, you know, I love what you said uh, uh, around design and visualization that we can Mm -hmm. design our life and we can Mm -hmm. visualize it. And you have to have that passion and, and we need to have that deep desire and then we can, you know, move forward with it. Mm -hmm. However, yeah. If you didn't know that, if mm-hmm. no, if you hadn't heard that, if you hadn't seen that VHS tape, that that mm-hmm. that was possible for yeah. you, yes. would you have known that that was possible for you? Like, do we naturally have that, or is it because you, you know, you stumbled across something that was able to to give you the nudge? And I have certainly had, you yeah. know, my father was a great nudge for me. He was a yeah. man that lived with, hey wow. son, you know, if. Uh, wow. You know, if you want a better life, you need yeah. to go after it. And and he yeah. used to say with people that uh, wow. I would hang out with, he had the yeah. saying, "If you don't like my fence post, don't yeah. swing on my gate." Whoa, I, I love that. I know. In I other words, <laughs> he always raised me with like, if people, if you're around people that aren't a match for what you want to do in the world, you yeah. need to you need to separate yourself from them. Was was sort of you know his messaging. Right. And so I'm blessed to have had mm-hmm. that insight given to me by my father. Yes. You had this VHS tape, but if somebody yeah. isn't in a place where they can where where they can get exposure to that kind of thinking, yeah. I don't know if it's natural to think that way. Well, I tell you, it's not natural, but here's the thing, there has to be I tell people that one of the secrets to success is hunger. You have to be hungry. The level of your hunger determines the intensity of your motivation. A lot of times people are not hungry because they're complacent. They're okay. So if where you are is okay. So like I tell you, one of the greatest deception is, 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 is employment. Having a paycheck coming through. A paycheck makes you comfortable for you to stay where you are because you have consistency coming in. But have you really asked yourself the question, what would be the best version of me? What would I, what, what is my ultimate potential? Because 
truly, truly, I think there are people who've accepted a lower level of living at the expense of their greatness because they're not willing to pay the price. And the reality is if you're not hungry enough, if you're not, see, I was hungry to see my situation was so dire and I understood that I'm either going to fall with it or I'm going to do something about it. But there's no two ways about it. You have to get to this point where you determine your future. You have to paint a picture of a future that's greater than where you are because otherwise you're not going to move. So this idea of thinking that somehow things will happen because you have intention, intention alone does not birth success. So I can have good intention, but I have to be hungry and motivated to go after the thing. So to be, to, to be honest with you, I don't know that I would have had the same mindset, but that was my defining moment. And a lot of us have defining moments. And it doesn't have to be a book. It doesn't have to, like maybe to some it's a book. Like when they read my book, Dreaming to Becoming or Becoming the Best You. But maybe to somebody's this interview that they will listen to this and it will spark something inside of them. And that's just a spark, but you have to fund the flame. You have to say, hey, I, the flame is going out. So I've, I've invested in myself over the years. You know, yes, I started there, but I'll tell you what, Thomas, I've invested thousands and thousands of dollars. My, my library, my physical books is over $30,000 worth of just physical books, not to mention electronic or resources or my coaching resources, just books alone. And that's the thing is that a lot of people want to demand more from life, but put in minimum effort. So there's the law of reciprocity. Life will give you what you demand of it. They say, I bargained with life uh, for a penny and life gave me a penny. And that's the thing. If you're thinking small, you will have small. So you have to determine, and that's the part of the visualization we're talking about and setting a vision. And it's not just, it's not mentally, it's just, it's, it's, your conscious mind does not know the difference between uh, reality and, and perceived reality. So if you continue to feed your conscious mind with what you cannot, that's the, if that becomes a software from which your life runs from. But you got to feed your mind with this understanding that, look, I am capable of more and demand more of yourself. Yeah, the, I heard this saying uh, from Eric Butterworth, I believe, who said it. He was a unity minister. Uh, the universe uh, doesn't give us what we want. It yes. gives us what we expect. Yes, and expectation sets the criteria. So yeah. whatever I expect is what gravitates towards me. And here's another thing I've learned, uh, Thomas, is that the distance between where you are to where you want to be will be determined by how fast you're willing to change your existing wrong mindset. Mm. So here's where you are. Here's where you want to be. That distance will be determined by how quickly and how fast you're willing to adopt a winning attitude. Because if you, if you don't, you will keep, it will keep getting wider and wider because you're not. And so had I not listened to that, maybe I would not, it, my change would not have happened immediately. But I'll tell you what, over the years, the hunger and the pursuit that I've had has constantly motivated. You see, greatness is not a destination. Greatness is, is a process. That's why everything I teach is about becoming. Uh, so my first book is From Dreaming to Becoming. My second book is Becoming the Best You. Because when, as you move towards excellence, I think it's Maya Angelou that said, when you do what you know to do until you know better, and when you know better, do better. 
and that's the that's the pursuit of life. Life is not a destination; it's a progressive growth from one place to another. So right now, this is where we are. But ten years from now, we can be farther along. So I can't accept where I'm at, but I can't fault myself where I'm at. So everything I've done has brought me to this moment. So what I need to do is to change what I'm doing, so that I, the best way to change your future and to uh, to to predict your future is to change the moment. Because what I'm doing today is creating the future I desire. So if, 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 if somebody is stuck and they're saying, but I don't have a message, but I've not listened to this. Okay, let's look at where you are right now. Let's start from this moment. And I always tell people, I'm not so concerned about where you've been and everything you've been through. I will start with you from where I find you. Mm-hmm. Because all that is irrelevant. And some people have made their past so great that it's camouflaged their future. So they are leaving from behind instead of moving forward. Do you know what I'm saying? So they are looking at, oh, but I went through this, but my parents did this, but I, I can, I'm not minimizing the impact it has. But that ought to be motivation towards a destination, not where you put your tent. That's not where you stop. That's, that should, that, okay, so... Mothers against drunk drivers, right? So this lady, her son, her daughter, her child gets killed by a drunk driver. She gets, it's a crisis, a trauma. She's lost her son, decides, look, I'm going to start mothers against drunk driving. Now, that's a person who responded to crisis. Another person will have a similar situation. And they, because of, they say the loss of a child is the, is the hardest thing a person can ever experience, you know? So imagine that now another person takes that and goes into depression and literally almost their life stops. They stop leaving and their life comes to an end. Why? It's the way they responded. Now, I'm not saying that, hey, it's easy. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah. I get, I get what you're, I get what yes. you're saying. Yeah, yes, I totally... Sir. I totally understand what you're saying with that. Uh, we're speaking with uh, Phineas Knuthia, author of From Dreaming to Becoming and author of Becoming the Best You. Uh, I love what you said about comfort. Yeah. And, and yes, I mean, the comfort is the killer, right? We, yeah. can, just, we can just get way too comfortable yeah. in our own skin yeah. and, and lose, uh, you know, lose that drive. Yeah. I, do, I do want to go back to the, the video because I think what's, what's interesting to me Okay. Is, as I've listened to you, is yeah. is what what I'm what I the question I have coming up is like okay, so mm-hmm. is it possible mm-hmm. that you actually attracted that video to you, mm-hmm. right? And had you not watched it at that point, had you yeah. not had you not seen it, yeah, would this is this is how my brain operates? Would yeah. the would the tap still like? sort of like the door keeps knocking, like there would have been another yes. opportunity yes. and another opportunity and another opportunity until finally you were open to receive that. And the reason I asked this question is because yes. I've had these moments in my life where mm-hmm. there's been opportunities for me to read a certain book yeah. where somebody said, hey, you should read this book. And yeah. it went over my head. And then it happened. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, someone else, yeah. three years later, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I have to read this book. Yeah. And, and I don't even remember that somebody else told me to read it prior to. It just shows up and I'm ready to hear it. It's almost like in that moment, yeah. now I'm ready to hear the material or, or read it yeah. that I actually open it up and then comes the wow moment. Yeah. So, they say that when the student is ready, the teacher emerges. 
And sometimes your mindset, your level of awareness has not grown to the level where you're able to receive what is it that you need to learn. And I've realized that because they also, the same example you gave, there's also a season where somebody told me I need to read a book. I read it and I didn't quite get it. I was like, what, it, what was so good about it? But when I went back after a couple of years, my thought patterns have, had changed, had shifted. And so my ability to receive the message also changed because my level of consciousness and awareness has increased. And I think what happens with life is because the empowerment within us is proportionate to our assignment. So that never changes. They, these, these, they, just like a manufacturer creates a product, he puts this capacity within the, 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 the product. So ignorance of the capacity doesn't negate the capacity. So if I don't know what a, a phone is, used, is to be used for, it doesn't mean it won't work as a phone. I just don't, it's a user problem. So a lot of time is that life, because of what you're called to do, it keeps beckoning on you. It keeps calling on you. It keeps wooing you. It keeps pulling you. That's why we are attracted to some things and we repel some other things. That's why we have a desire for, we have a passion for some things, but some things uh, we don't care for. But it's because there's something in you. Uh, there's, uh, there's, uh, there's a proverb you say that he put eternity within eternity, meaning that that which is in us is already outside of us pulling. So, the, it's, so there's a gravitational pull that's saying, hey, there's something about this. So you find somebody, maybe they, they just love to work with people. They just love people. They don't know why. And then they just keep pursuing this thing and they meet people and they move from one level to another. And then you ask them, how did this start? They just say, I don't know. I was just talking to this person and this happened, <laughs> you know, just like you and I met, you know, and I believe this is a beginning of great things, you know. Uh, so it's, it's always, I think it's always inside, inside of us. So it's not a one time shot and that if you missed a one time, but you need to pay attention to the clues because it's, it's, it, they, they, they're clues. They're, they're things that are pulling on you. There's a passion. Like if you, if you, if you, like one of the things I've realized, and I didn't notice this until later on, there are certain topics I gravitate to. Uh, some of those topics is like purpose, uh, leadership. I, uh, mindset, any, anything that I, I will, but all you have to tell me, uh, is about purpose. And I'm going to, I have so many books because there's a, there's a relent, there's a passion, you mm -hmm. know, there's a, there's a passion with me. So I don't think it goes away. It just keeps beckoning on us and it's for us to respond to it. Yeah. I almost, uh, you know, listening to you and just some of the thoughts I've had around that and my own, you know, again, we can only, you know, we can only espouse to people our own personal perception and our Absolutely. own experience. And, yes. and I know for me, there are things in my life that kind of just keep wanting to teach me a lesson until I learn the lesson, right? Yeah. It's sort of like, it's sort of like, you know, I keep living in denial of some lessons or I have in the past. And then it just keeps like, dude, wake up. Hello, you know, and it sort of it gets louder every time, right? Yeah. It's like the net if I don't listen to it the first time, the next time around it kind of hits me a little bit harder till yeah. finally if I'm really stubborn about something, it's a you know, it's a two by four that's knocking yeah. at the door. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when it's too late, it's like, get out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think uh one of the things that the reason there's uh 
there's that passion, there's that consistent uh, nerding is because it's in your core. Uh, let me let me talk about one of the concepts I talk about in both books, the first book and as well as the second book, I talk about understanding your core. Because everything in the core, C-O-R-E, everything you were meant to be originate from the core of who you were created to be. So meaning, you know how the concept is, there is this concept that you can be anything you want to if you put your mind to it? That's not true. That's a limiting belief because you can only be what you are meant to be within the confines of who you're called to be. So a lot of people are frustrated because they are trying to be something that they were not intended to be. What do I mean by that? Allow me to explain. Is that every product, the product doesn't determine its purpose. The manufacturer determines its purpose. So your call or your purpose is not your decision, is your discovery. And so people are frustrated because they're trying to be what they were never meant to be. And that will never bring fulfillment. So if, I, if, if right now I decide, oh, I can be a basketball player if I want to be a basketball player, or I can be an astronaut if I want to be and I don't have a clue, I don't have a passion, that is not embedded in me, there's nothing in my genetic makeup that says this is who, they, they, you have capacity for this, I'll be frustrated chasing a dream that I was not. You see, when we build our life around our purpose, when we discover the core of who we were intended to be, and the core, the core of who you are is not what you do, it's who you are. When the lights are off and everything is said, when you're not getting a paycheck, the reality is the core is who you are. So the core will always keep beckoning you. It will always, so you keep feeling that and it keeps pushing on you because purpose is never independent of design. So the design you have, the, the person you are, your personality, your temperament, I tell people everything about you. I have this course, it's called uh, The Black Book Secrets for Discovering Your Purpose. And everything about you, there are like 10 different ways that you can go about discovering, but everything about you pulls you towards the core. Why? Because just like the earth rotates around its axis, you will call, you, I think it's uh, Lou Holtz that says that decisions are easy to make when purpose is known. And that's the reality of it. When we know who we are, Everything, so the books we go after, the material we read, the people we hang around, that will change because we know what we are supposed to be. And so I think that passion comes from the core of who you are intended to be. Yeah, that's, that's well said. And you know where I, uh, where I go to with this is that sometimes uh, that's the greatest struggle is, yeah. you know, there's a couple of things. One is the uh, and my wife and I, my wife Leslie and I talk about this stuff a lot. Is is the is the is the knowing like yeah. trusting? So there's knowing. There's that sense. You know, I don't know about you, and I don't know about all of our listeners out there, but I know for yeah. sure that yeah. when I look at every moment, yeah, every big decision I've made in my life that has either worked out mm -hmm. or hasn't worked out, yes, I had a gut instinct. Mm -hmm. And either I chose to go with my gut instinct yeah. mm -hmm. or I mentally talked myself out of yeah. following my gut instinct. Right. And those are the lessons that I needed to keep learning. The yes. times that I didn't actually listen 
yeah. to what I inherently knew mm-hmm. was the truth for who I am. Yes. And tapping into that can be the hardest part in two yeah. folds. One is the, the actual tapping into it. And yeah. secondly, then the trust, mm-hmm. the actual trusting that this is going to work out. Yeah. So human beings are interesting creatures. We are created with what is called instinct. And so it's, 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 it's already inside of us. And it keeps, there's an, it's like you keep feeling, and somebody will say, you know, I, something told me, I felt. And so you keep, if you keep, what happens is if you keep listening to how, that, that, that inner voice, that, that, the, the feeling that you're talking about, and you begin to apply some of those things as you're going by, you'll begin to learn to be guided. You will begin to learn how to make good decisions. I think the challenge of why most people don't know what to do is they're afraid to make mistakes. They're afraid to fail. They're afraid. And so they're like, what if I try and it does not? And the reality of it, you will never know until you try. And so we have to make, your capacity to make good decisions comes from your, uh, the repeated mistakes that you've made. If you're having mistakes, I think it's John Maxwell who said, if you're not making more than five mistakes a day, you're not growing. And so the reality is we have to be okay to make mistakes and not require perfection of ourselves and say, I'll try this. And if it works, let me see what I can learn from it. Because some things, actually, some of the most powerful inventions that were made were made accidentally. While somebody was trying, like Thomas Edison has so many uh, uh, discoveries in the process of making the light bulb, right? And so the reality is you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to know how to make good decisions if you never learn how to make bad decisions. And failure is not an event. Failure is not fatal until we we fail to learn from it. So what I tell people is keep learning, keep growing, keep making mistakes. And then also have a process. In uh, my latest book, Becoming the Best You, uh, I talk about the simple discipline. One of the simple disciplines uh, is uh, uh, the simple, simple disciplines that make huge uh, impact in our lives. And one of it is decision making. You have to get to a point, successful people make decisions quickly and change their mind slowly. Unsuccessful people make their mind make their decisions slowly and change their mind quickly. Now we got to get to a point where there's conviction, and that conviction comes because when you are prepared, when you do your due diligence, then you can make a decision and be and stick with it. So I tell people, you can ask yourself questions like, "Am I the right person to make this decision?" Meaning that am I too emotionally involved? Because sometimes you need to get outside influence. You know, uh, two. Is the objective of my decision clear? So uh, is what I want to achieve clear? Because if you create a framework and you know where you're studying, uh, Thomas, let me tell you a story. There's a, there's a, in Africa, there's an, uh, an, uh, an uh, animal called the African impala. The African impala has a capacity to jump 15 feet high, 30 feet wide. Now think about that capacity, but it can only jump when he sees where it will land. So it's confined in the, in the zoo by an eight foot or seven foot wall where it has capacity to jump 15 feet high, 30 feet wide. But because he cannot see what's on the other side, it won't jump. And that's how life in life we are. We don't make a decision because the objective is not clear. We don't know what we're about. We need to see, okay, 
Where do I go from here? And a lot of times you don't have to have the full picture, just take the next step. Thirdly, am I acting or reacting? Because sometimes we make decisions from reaction, but some of the best decisions are made in moments of reflection. So you're not just reacting or somebody, or you've seen somebody succeed in a certain area, so you want to go and do what they did. No, that's just reacting. You need to reflect and find where is your passion. And then have I considered all options? And once you consider all the options, just move forward with it. So I think we have to make decisions and we have to start somewhere. Yeah, well said. Uh, you know, I was thinking about your commentary on, uh, on happy mistakes. Uh, the 3M sticky note. Yeah. <laughs> is a mistake. Yeah. They, yeah. Were, they were trying to, uh-huh. they were trying, they were trying to make like cement glue. Yeah. And, they, and the guy made the exact opposite. And, and somebody making money. <laughs> and look at somebody's making money. <laughs> From a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Good example. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Phineas, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap us up at this point here because okay. I, I feel like if we, if we, we launch into another this. idea, we, we might, <laughs> We, we, we might not get off the air. I love uh, this. And I look forward to another opportunity, of course, to, to speak yes, with sir. you and, yes. and to connect yes. in person would be brilliant. But let's, uh, I'll just have you, let, I'll have you share. Where can our listeners find your books, find more information on you? Where can they, what's the easiest way for them to go about that? Thank you so much, Thomas. And uh, they can find information on my website, which is www.phineask.com. That's spelled P-H-I-N-E-H-A-S-K, the letter K, dot com. And uh, uh, my most recent work, my training, my coaching information about me is on my website. I would love to connect with your audience. I would love to send them uh, a, a copy of one of my uh, books uh, that, that they can be able to read and, and just engage with. I'm all about empowering people. I'm all about equipping them. So yeah, they can go to my website and, uh, and I'll be able to connect with them that way. Great. And uh, we'll of course have these, uh, have the points in the show notes of how, how people can reach out to you so that it's not just on the verbal here. They'll be able to see it um, visually as well. Right. I just want to thank you for, uh, you know, coming on the show today, I want to thank you for allowing me the space to ask a tougher question that, you know, I generally don't go to, but I felt like you were the right person for me to dive into that conversation with. And I felt very safe to to thank have you. that conversation with you. So I really appreciate that. And I look forward to uh, to connecting again, Phineas. Thank you, Thomas. And also just uh, connect. Let's connect on social media. And uh, thank you again for the opportunity. All right, sir. Have a great day. All right. You too. A huge thanks to today's guest and to you for being a part of the show. Now, if any of the ideas or stories did strike a chord with you, then I'd be honored if you would just take a quick moment to do a couple of things. One, if something in particular did resonate with you and you feel like it would make a difference in the lives of others, then please go ahead and share this through your social media channels. We'd like that very much. And two, if you are feeling compelled to join in on our ever-growing Bloom Living conversation, then hit the subscribe button and we'll show up every time there is a new episode available. You know, it's not only my goal, but it's the goal of our entire Bloom Living team and community to be the very change that we want to see in the world. All ideas begin with a conversation, first with yourself and then with others. So we welcome your voice. 
and we ask that you send along any comments, thoughts, or questions. This is Thomas DeShooter, Bloom Living. I don't want to turn your stomach fast I don't want to get all mired in tight sentiment They'll think I found me a pocket here There's pipe bones thrown on my telephone